The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello, friends. Hi. Um, today's going to be a little bit different. I joined my friend Matthias James Barker on his Instagram TV the other day, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for you guys to listen to it because every single time, I wow, every single time I speak with a man, he I just leave the conversation feeling better than even what I entered, and I just get so excited to talk with him, and I just really wanted to share the conversation on the podcast. So I really, really hope you enjoy it, and. Um, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Now, before we get into it, I just want to talk about our sponsor for the podcast. The sponsor is Care Of, and they are a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan. All of Care Of's products are formulated with a good for you clean ingredient formula that's backed by science. They have an in-depth five-minute online quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and your health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. I took the quiz, and it's so easy, and you actually learn so much about yourself, and it's so nice, and it's so easy, and I received the package like a little bit later, and it comes in this cute little box with my name on it, and it comes with little individual packets, and they're compostable, so you can throw them in the compost bin, which is really nice and easy, and this is just a small, impactful way to be more sustainable every day, switching from those bulky bottles to care of compostable vitamin packs in a simple way to practice a more eco-friendly mindset at home or on the go. Now, don't worry, I'm not just going to tell you this, and not give you a code off so you can get 50% off your first care of order if you go to takecareof.com and enter the code happy times 50 that's takecareof.com and enter the code happy times 50 with that being said i hope you enjoy the podcast that was instant hey how you doing not too bad not too bad how are you i'm doing good coffee i'm a tea guy in the day you're a tea guy I don't really like coffee, I'm going to be honest. What kind of tea do you make? What's your thing? Uh, we have this thing here. There's like a there's a chain. It's called David's Tea. And they just have like a cold 911 tea. And I love like turmeric and ginger. Like I love stuff that like actually genuinely hurts your throat. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff that really, if it stings, you know it's working. Yeah, it makes you feel alive. That's awesome. I'm making some Kova coffee, which is a roaster out of Portland. And, uh. 
I'm a big fan. It tastes good. Well, that's the key thing, right? Find something. Yeah. <laughs> it's the flavors. How you doing, Joey? Happy to see you, man. It's been oh, a I'm good, man. Every time we talk, it's always so good. So I'm happy to be here. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. It's been a. I I just had a kid, so. Um, Little one is two weeks old, and so we're still getting the sleep thing going. And so I'm a bit tired. That's the coffee, but but we're good. Yeah. yeah. How about what, you? what What was your first thought? You know, when you found out. When I found out that we were pregnant. Mm -hmm. You want to hear something funny? This is a little personal, but it's funny. Um, so Paige set up like a um, a video to like record telling me that um, she was pregnant. Um, and I was like asleep in bed. And so what she did is she made me something, um, what's it called? It's called a Dutch baby, which is like a pastry. And so she made me like breakfast pastry to bring in bed. And, and that was going to be kind of the thing like, oh, hey, we're pregnant. And I made you a Dutch baby. And so I, I got up and, and then I'm, I'm, you know, eating this pastry. I'm like, wow, she made me breakfast in bed. She never does that. That's super sweet. And, uh, and then she's like, hey, and she shows me the pregnancy test. Like, we're pregnant. I'm like, oh, and I jump up and I'm dancing up and down. And uh, she's really excited. I'm just like elated. And then, yeah. um, you know, afterwards, a little while ago, she's she grabs her phone and she set up her phone. She's like, oh, I was taking a video. I'm like, oh, because I was like totally naked, like completely naked. She had no idea <laughs> like, that I was just sleeping totally naked. So I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I can't really post this video now. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, you can't. So it was just kind of fun. Um, I was just over the moon, man. I was just so, so excited. And uh, it was, it's hard. It's like, it's almost kind of, I don't know. You have to wait nine months once you know. And so the anticipation is just this killer thing that like your life is going to transform in nine months. And uh, I, I was super excited to see if it was a boy or a girl. And I don't know, all the feels, dude. It was the best. I've heard that the, the nine months goes quick, though. Yeah. Yeah, it goes pretty quick, but there's that when the moment. It's like, boom. You're, it's like, it's so short. Yeah. Do you want kids one day? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's hard to, to think about that when you're in certain life positions, if that makes sense. Like, when everything's going all fine and dandy, you're like, hell, hell yeah, I want, yeah, I want to bring somebody into this world. But, you know, the the pandemics, you know, obviously got me thinking and, you know, thinking more about money and especially where I live right now, like the houses cost so much. They, everything just skyrocketed. And, you know, you do want to give like the child the best life. And, and so right now, probably no, uh, would be, but in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it definitely depends on, on timing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. Is so I did some research um, on like when's a good time to have a kid just like psychologically and, and the data came back it's like if you have a good support system um, like you have either family nearby or like a group of friends you really trust um, if you are financially in a place where you don't have like debt collectors knocking on your door and so you don't have to be like wealthy but like if, if you're living paycheck to paycheck that creates a lot of stress um, what was the other thing there was a third thing so it was the finances the community yeah, and then having at least like kind of the foundations of your career kind of laid because it's really hard to do the night school thing, um, to start the business, to take the big risk when you have a little one. And so kind of getting at least the roots of whatever career path you're on laid beforehand is that's like optimal. And so when I was researching like who are the people that report the highest life satisfaction 
after having a kid. It's the people who had community, who had at least not again, not like wealth, but like had at least some, some financial stability and had like their career kind of laid down. So I was like, oh, okay. In my season of life, that was like I just graduated from my master's program. I was starting to kind of form my counseling practice. Um, you know, my family lives nearby, and so I was like, oh, okay, this feels this feels like the right move. It feels like the time. The data. Yeah. Said- Data says that I should technically enjoy this. So I mean, it all follow data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I honestly think about that a lot, though. I think about I think about stability a lot, uh, especially financial and career based. Um, and I think I think yeah. And it's it's so I grew up like within social media. Like when I was fourteen, sixteen, like I started social media, and so all of those influencer friends all had millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, watching these sixteen-year-olds grow up with so much money, and I was like, "How am I ever supposed to get there?" And honestly, I'm still I'm still working towards being comfortable with the thought of not having a million dollars. Like I, I think I read that like Americans is like point four percent of Americans have a million dollars. Like it's not, um, and I'm Canadian, so it's even like it's even less. Uh, but. It, so I'm still coming to terms with that, um, and then career-wise, it's it's also really tough when you're when you're doing like social media stuff. Like one day the internet could just be like, we're done. <laughs> it's just right. Yeah, so. like I was almost banned, like just a few months ago. <laughs> exactly, and I remember when that happened. I was like, oh, this isn't going to affect my life at all. And yeah. you know, I think we're both at like 1.7, 1.8 million. Yeah. Just like yeah. we're thought, right? Yeah, that would that would affect our lives a little, I guess. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't affect you as much in Canada, right? You just wouldn't have all those American viewers. Oh yeah, I guess I would still have it, but then it would just be weird. Canadians, Canadians are a different breed. Like <laughs> we're quite odd. Like we, that a lot of people don't know how we live here. Like yeah. a lot of people think like it's snowing all the time. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like we have igloos in the backyard, or polar bears just like walking across the street. That's how I picture it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, some people do, and even if it's not that, like they think like maple syrup's just everywhere, and yeah. I think that would just be a really weird group if it was just Canadians. You don't travel by moose. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> Which coffee ship, coffee cup should I go for? So I have the elephant. That's an ice cream cone. Pirate ship, and then I have this bird thing. Yeah, I like the shape of that mug. This one. This is a classic diner mug. There's a whole argument in the coffee community over which mug is better, because this one retains heat better, but this one's more comfortable to drink out of. I like. What are your priorities, Lay? Do you want it to be hotter, longer, or do you want it more comfortable? Um, I want to be comfy when I'm drinking. I don't. I don't want to take my time like i don't know i want to get up and i want to get moving and i want it to be comfy when i have it yeah mm. well okay so you're saying building your career around social media of course is a fragile thing mm. and then being in canada like with the app like almost closing you might have had access to tiktok but it would have been different it would have changed the landscape pretty intensely so when you're looking at because you're 25 now i turned 25 in uh on the 22nd of april Holy close birthdays i'm 27 i'm 27th of april oh wow i okay i remember i forget what you said in the video but you um it was a while back i think 
you made a video about why people hate celebrating the birthdays. Yeah. I think that's when we just first like started getting connected or like we started talking and I was like, this guy's calling me out. <laughs> yeah. What does yeah. he know? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, in that video I was talking about how um, I think a lot of us hate our birthdays because we hate like the underwhelming celebration or people like forgetting about it and then, or people trying to throw like a celebration together last minute and kind of putting these half-hearted attempts into like, oh, it's his birthday, we should probably go out. Uh, who's going to cover his bill? Like, should we, are we going to cover his, you know, there, there's just this weird like half-hearted celebratory thing. Even, you know, if that, some people, you know, they kind of send out a group text around their birthday, if they if they even do that. And then a lot of people can't make it, a lot of people can't come. And so there's just like this kind of heartbreak around um, feeling like you want to be celebrated the one time of year. And we all do, whether we say we do or not. I think some of us don't want to like open ourselves to be vulner that vulnerable. But like all of us kind of want that TV show like surprise party where all our friends remembered. And I hate surprises. Okay, never mind. Joey doesn't. Joey doesn't want that. <laughs> I remember, and I felt so bad afterwards, but I remember I was with, um, I was on tour in Orlando, and I was with my best friend and my girlfriend at the time. And they, I talked about how I wanted to buy, like, a helicopter tour, somewhere fancy, and, ooh, a Chemex. Look at, look at that. Cheers, my guy. Like, um, and I wanted to because I, I was big into photography at the time and I wanted like the classic New York shot or somewhere just beautiful, right? Yeah. And, and they surprised me with a helicopter tour. Mm. And I was so mad. Why are you mad? I was curious. I was like, one, I, I don't sell, I don't do gifts on the birthday. And then two, I hate surprises. I hate it. And the worst about surprises is when people are like keep up. happening i spilled my coffee everywhere go ahead oh okay that's expected honestly you haven't had it yet so you're not functioning <laughs> so you were pissed that all your friends spent hundreds of dollars on a helicopter for you go okay. on here's the thing i don't care it surprises and i hate to say hey i know something that you don't know I, there's a surprise coming, but we can't. Uh, tell That's the yeah. way, right? Tricked. Oh, it it was just it was just an awful feeling. I don't. I'm still trying to pinpoint it to how I kind of felt. I don't know if I felt like almost guilty. I don't know if like I didn't have anything to give back. But what actually happened when when we I I got really upset. Um, I was just like defeated. Like everything, all the energy in me just like dropped, and I was depleted. So I had to leave. But we ended up going on it. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to accept this. We're going to go on it. Um, when it got to the point of, like, registering and writing down, signing the waiver, I actually paid <laughs> the whole thing. So <laughs> in the long run, I never got gifted a helicopter. It's like your friends just forced you to do a helicopter ride on your birthday. <laughs> so it's now, but yeah. That's a great story. Do you wanna do you wanna meet my daughter? Do you wanna meet her? Yeah. Okay. Here, I'm gonna take you to I'm gonna take you. I make coffee for my wife and her friends, so I'm gonna bring them. Don't spill it. Okay. Oh, that's such a funny story. Hey guys, here's your coffee. Thank you. Alright, here, let me show you a little more. How do I turn this around? Okay. She is. 
That's little girl. Oh, she's real sweet. Here, one sec. Hey. Can't hear you. Your audio dropped. Yeah, let me see if I can get back with some AirPods. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. It's a little broken up, but maybe. Let me get outside because I think my signal's a little dead. That's why I can't hear you. <laughs> my cat got outside, Joey. Oh, oh a cat. Dog? No, my cat. Okay, hold on. Your cat for walks? <laughs> no, I, my cat likes to escape my house and then um, run away. And then I spend hours chasing my cat because my wife is convinced that her cat will be devoured by carnivores out in the neighborhood. And I'm like, which predators are you concerned with in like Spokane suburbia? And she's like, there's probably coyotes. And I'm like, when have you ever seen a coyote? Dude, um, <laughs> they're everywhere. It's because I don't know. I haven't seen them here. Oh, they're everywhere, man. They're sneaky. Because <laughs> instead of, but because so like so many homes are going where they right. So it's not like oh they want to they want to kill you. They, they just want they don't know where to go. Um, a lot yeah. of times. So mm-hmm. somebody's like Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, dude, tell me what do you, what's going on in your life and career right now. So I was saying that you've been doing this influencer thing for a while, and you're like known as the guy that gets people in their feels on TikTok, and, <laughs> and uh, you're you've been doing some poetry. Tell me about what you got going on. Yeah. Oh man, it, 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 it's really fun. How my, so? My, with my friends, I'm like happy-go-lucky, funny guy. Like I'm always yeah. running, like in the jeep. And that, like, the lifestyle in itself, like, not that dude, but it, it, it on TikTok. People are like, oh my God, the guy that made me cry. That's not, like, fully me. Yeah. Um, but I also love it because it kind of keeps me, like, it gets that separate from real life with Boston. Um, yeah. I actually just finished my poetry book today. Awesome. Today, yeah. How'd that feel? Uh, it's it's weird because you you almost don't feel like you're done, because um, you're right. So, Joey, uh, some people are saying that your audio is kind of breaking up. Okay, I'll put an error. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was me, but um, I'm just I want everyone to be able to hear you. Is that better? I think so. Maybe. Okay. I think people will tell us. But you go ahead. So, okay, you've been working on this. How long you've been working on this book? Okay, we good? Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay. Good deal. Awesome. Um, yeah, you're writing a book, right? Or a couple? I don't know, man. Oh, here's the thing. I've been talking to a few people. I want to hear more about your book, but I, I'm like, I'm working on a, a few different book ideas right now that I might explore later in the year. And then um, I'm trying to make the decision whether to do the self-publishing thing or to go through a publisher. So that'll be an adventure for like this upcoming winter, I suppose. But I'm doing a lot of workshops right now. And you're writing a lot of eBooks, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 So I'm writing a free eBook right now. Um, 
that'll just kind of just for people on my email list. So if you sign up for my email list, uh, it's on grief, actually. Also awesome. for yeah, grief and loss. And uh, I'm actually going to sign up my my uh, my girlfriend went for that. Um, a pretty a pretty heavy portion of her life. Uh, she loves your stuff, man. Like, it actually helps her a lot. Like, I first stumbled upon you, and then I was like, yo, you got to get TikTok. Like, you got to hop on TikTok. She's like, why are you yeah. making all these videos? And then she yeah. she also stumbled upon you, and I, and she was, like, showing me your videos. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we follow each other. And this is before we even had, like, a nice little chat. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, he, uh, he talked about childhood trauma, and I've just never looked at it that way. And I was like... For I, we've talked about it on the pod, my pod, 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 my podcast yeah, before, yeah. Pod, pod. <laughs> and uh, and about how you just kind of you talk calmly and you don't use you don't make people feel stupid when you're giving advice and I think that's like a huge thing I think that's why a lot of people are are scared to even like reach out to get help and stuff is because mm-hmm. they don't want to feel intimidated. Um, mm-hmm. By the people who are talking with them, and so I think you do an awesome. Not th- th- me. This is me just like throwing yeah. all the compliments at you. <laughs> this is kind. Thank you. I that means so much, man. And I think that I feel the same way. Like I, I went. I, I started to become a therapist. I got into school without ever actually going to therapy because I hated the idea of going to therapy and and feeling like someone's just analyzing me and trying to figure me out and trying to figure out the ways that I messed up. And I just hated being under the microscope. And so, yeah, there's a part of me that just never wants anyone to feel like I'm judging them or like they're, they're stupid or they're not doing it right. But just like, just gently kind of being like, here's another way that it could be done. Here's <laughs> another way. If you, if you want this, like, here's a way you could do it. And, yeah. and just with almost like a lightheartedness to it. Yeah. So that's great. What you're doing is great, but here's, <laughs> the, here's just a better way. Here's the right way. <laughs> yeah. You're, <laughs> no, I, you get what I mean, but it's funny. Yeah. It's uh. I think a lot of people are really trying to do their best. And so if they actually find a tool that seems like it's helpful and seems like it could make sense, I think I've, I found that people are pretty quick to want to jump at it. So question for you. Yeah. Do you get a lot of men in your DMs or reaching out to you more now since you started posting on TikTok? Um, I get my, my audience is like 75% women, 25% men. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the psychology stuff generally is, is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's, I have a lot of theories why that might be. What do you think? Ever since I started posting on TikTok, and even, even if it's not about like advice or, mm-hmm. or, you know, something that people are going through, even if it's just a poem, uh, mm-hmm. my Instagram DMs are filled with guys. Mm-hmm. And it's always about how they want to fulfill their girlfriend's needs or mm-hmm. how they they're going through a breakup or how they're dealing with depression and anxiety. And they're just, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I get more DMS from guys than I do from girls. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause like it start like when you first start social media, like I was like the, the cute little boy when I was like 16. Right. <laughs> and it was filled yeah. with like girls being like, Oh my God, you're so cute. And it just kind of like totally changed now. And it's like, yeah. Hey, I'm going through this really, 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 tough part of my life like how do i help um mm-hmm. yeah and it, and it's tough and I, I think you do i think it's really important that you put the no advice and dms thing mm-hmm. uh, in your bio because it really kind of restricts that um yeah. well i mean and, and it's an honor honestly because people will write out like their life stories in dms yeah. and and with these huge letters of gratitude and thankfulness just for like you know and, and i'm sure you get a lot of the same thing it's like i think what what I love about your work is you're putting words to things that we all feel, but we just don't know really how to say. 
And, mm. and I think that you're, you're creating all this, um, and psych, psycho babble would call it normalizing, but it's like, it's when you say something that everyone feels like it's super taboo and super weird, yeah. but you say it in a way that just makes the most sense possible. And then it immediately let, lets you release in your heart. You're like, Oh, okay. Like maybe I'm not so weird or maybe I'm not so terrible. And because you put words to it and you owned it yeah. and almost in this like humble way, it's just like, Hey, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe you feel this way too. And I just think you're really, really brilliant at it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I first started doing that kind of stuff and I, at first I really tried to script it. I really tried to just say the right thing at the right time okay. with the right music and get the right response. And then the moment I stopped doing that and I just started saying how I feel, you know, just, and, and however it came out, if I stuttered or if I, there was a little hiccup in my voice, I just kept yeah. it in. And it made it that much more raw and that much more real for people yeah. to, to interact. And mm -hmm. I see someone in the comments being like, I cry whenever I see both of your videos. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think that's yeah. the therapy in itself. Like, you know, it, it gets yeah. people just, my whole plan with everything is to just getting people to pay attention to their feelings. Mm -hmm. It's not to make people cry. It's just mm -hmm. a lot. Like, especially a lot of men, like, don't, don't think it's even okay to sit down and be like, oh, why do I yeah. feel angry? It's okay. I'm angry. Let's go get it out. But they never mm -hmm. ask the question of why. And I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, um, it's, it's something kind of profound that, that we've found a way to do that in under a minute. Like, that's, what's pretty weird about it is like in one minute, um, that's that's the task in front of us right to try to say something real and authentic that inspires vulnerability that that lets people just approach what's already like the atmosphere that's already inside that maybe they're just distracted from and just lets them kind of look at it for a moment and then do that for 30 seconds or one minute and and i think the only way to do that like i was i was talking to a few like professor academic friends of mine who were kind of critical of me for doing the tiktok thing and thought i was like watering it all down and um and i and i i think the thing that i said that I think was compelling to them was like, well, poetry can be said in a couple minutes. Like poetry can be said in a couple lines and it can go right yeah. to the heart. And I'm like, so we can't think of this as psychoeducation. Like we have to think of it as art. Yeah. And uh, art like can, can immediately transport you. It's a doorway into a completely different atmospheres and, or, or maybe not even just different atmospheres, but really, really familiar home territory that you forgot how to get back to. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's, that's what I've seen you tap into as well. It's really interesting how, I, and I'm sure you've noticed it too, how you kind of pay attention to the kind of the stats of it all, not necessarily in the numbers, um, yeah. but more, more like the, um, oh, how can I explain this? Like, hold on, let me set this up differently. Not necessarily the numbers, but more, more about if you say the right words at the right mm -hmm. time in the right beat, you know, it, it really mm -hmm. hits home. And I think I, I, and I know you've dabbled with using a lot of music and like Noble, mm -hmm. it's just like, it hits home every time with a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. But it, but yeah. it's interesting how, if you say the, the one right word, it can really hit home with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But if you word it a little bit differently and you go into the situation, maybe with a different tone, and yeah. that's where, that's where the art and that's where the creativity comes in. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you sat down and you just start, you know, just giving advice, you're like, here's a problem. Like, no one's going to listen to that. But right. if you if you be calm and you be slow, like the way that we kind of approach it, and you open up a safe space, it just mm -hmm. if it's at the right time of the day, mm -hmm. when they see it, 
Mm-hmm. They're they're in the room. It's dark. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Where they actually have time to actually think mm-hmm. about what they're going through. That's when it hit home. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's crazy. A, it's so like I remember, especially initially starting out. I was just trying to figure figure out the algorithm or figure out kind of what people connected with and. And I would post the same video with two different songs and one would go to like 5 million views and one would barely like take off. And I was like, yeah. oh, is it just the song? And then like, I would just try to use that song, but then that wouldn't be it either. It's, it's like, it's a recipe. It's like, it's not just salt. It's not just, you know, citrus. It's not just, the, it's yeah. like, it's how they all interact together to open up the heart. And, mm-hmm. and combining that, I think what's complicated too is TikTok has such a quick, like, I don't know how to describe it um what's vogue on tiktok changes so quickly and people just habituate and get used to stuff and want something different so fast and so i think that there's a pressure to kind of always keep changing and so it's not like you kind of find the formula um and then kind of move on and that's what art is like i just think of like my Mm -hmm. favorite bands it's like it really takes a creative soul to not just make one big hit album but make two or make three and to stay in like the the center of where, where culture's at for more than just one or two albums. And, and they can like, they can be, um, yeah, I, it's so fascinating how a band that I love will make an album that just connects with my heart on the deepest level. And then the next one that they make misses, it, they're on a different journey. It's like, it's like we were yeah. like together for a second and then we just kind of parted ways. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know yeah. how have you thought through that as, as far as just how the, the fast pacedness of social media and the content you're making. I mean, I try to do kind of everything. I've always tried to give advice or or talk about mental health in a way where people aren't thinking, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch a video about mental health. So I started yeah. off making <laughs> yeah, videos yeah, yeah. about like teenage, yeah. like I was a teenage boy talking about teenage girls, like the mm-hmm. cute little videos. But in that, I always gave the message of like self-love. And mm-hmm. the only way I got people to listen to that, because I made videos directly about uh, mental health and nobody watched and then i was like okay how can i get people to listen and so i kind of just hit it in little videos and so a lot of people mm-hmm. they're like oh my god you must be so embarrassed that you post this video like t- nine years ago and it's about this and i'm like no because i yeah I got, it's part of I the got, process yeah i got a million people to sit down and watch that and listen to what i had to say and i think that's that's the thing right there and so mm-hmm. when i see these trends on tiktok um, I try to I try to participate, but there's a lot of them that is just like I'm like I cannot sit up my phone and do that. There's no way. <laughs> well, there's yeah. no way. And I I participate in zero of them. Like I think that's that was something that um I don't know, not something I pride myself in necessarily. Like I I don't mean that because I'm cooler than everyone else. I just mean that like I just I just felt like I have my thing that I want to bring, and I see a lot of people trying to um like a lot of therapists kind of following those waves and following those kind of memes, the virality of it all. And, and I didn't, I just felt like if I tried it, it'd be really cringy. <laughs> like, I just, I it was more out of fear. It was just like, I think if I was like, there's so many different memes I could reference, that, but like, I, I think who does it really, really well in a way that's not cringy. There's a, there's a psychologist, her name is Dr. Julie Smith. Um, and okay. she's out of England and she like has this incredible way of infusing incredible, This Happy Times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I need to get something off my chest. I recently turned 28 and I'm freaking out. Owning a home, taxes, and being a real adult comes with a lot of stressors that I wasn't really prepared for. 
And the best way to get something off of my chest is to talk to someone, which is where therapy comes into my life. Talking with someone that has the knowledge and information to help me look at my issues from a different perspective has helped me slow down my life a little bit and help calm me down. If this is something that you can relate to, then I recommend you give BetterHelp a try. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash happy times today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happy times. And now back to the episode. Incredibly rich and like deep theory, like mental health stuff. It's weird because I'll read these really abstract, like really like niche books. And then I'll make, I'll see her make a video about that chapter. And I'm like, you read that book? Like, that is so down the rabbit hole. And you, and you made it approachable for like 4 million people. Like yeah. she's just a wizard. Like I, I'm so, yeah, she's, she's the, she's the trailblazer, I think for mental folks. But yeah, she just can catch on to these memes and make them approachable and incorporate it in a way that's not cringy or embarrassing. And I'm just like, I think it would just be like old guy trying to be cool if I did it. But for some reason she can just pull it off. I, I don't know. That's what well, I think. About I think it. a way for you to kind of get around it like the one trend that's always going to be there is acknowledging people. Um, and so the way that I've realized that work is stitches, like not mm. to talk about like the actual yeah. the platform, but mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, Oh, Dr. Julie friend. Smith is here. She heard me compliment her. That's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Hi, Julie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's great. Um, I think like the way to do it is answer the indirect question. So people may be just putting out a video and you see a lot of people relate to it, but you might actually know the answer to the question that they're providing, even though they're not, it's more rhetorical than anything. You mm-hmm. could give way more insight to all these people who liked it, but maybe want more. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so that, that's I, a I great idea. Think, yeah. I, I thought, about, I thought that. about that a little bit more and it's a way to kind of be with the trend, but not be with the trend at the same time. Um, that's actually brilliant. Joy. I think I'm going to follow your advice. I think, yeah. Cause I see people do that in comedy. They'll just like, They'll just kind of jump off his stuff and then give commentary on it. And I love it. Like, I think yeah. there's a few accounts I follow that just can do that, give commentary on it. Yeah, I've never thought of doing that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing because it's like there's this pressure that I feel that like um, there's just so few therapists on social media trying to like make mental health content approachable for people. And so um, and trying to take big research ideas and make them accessible for people that don't have big degrees and know the statistics and know how to read these complicated like studies and but there's such good gems in there there's like this rich like insight that can really make your life better that can really make your relationship better that can help you move on past a breakup that can help you figure out how to like make moves in your career that are aligned with your values and and not stress about it it's like there's really just everyday normal insights that are buried in these kind of complex textbooks that I feel like I can be this bridge and how do I make it approachable, but also kind of capture a part of my own personality and not water it down past the point where it's helpful. There's it, it's, it feels like I'm keeping eight plates spinning. And well, you just described everything that you're doing, like you're doing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. that's one thing is that a lot of like these, these creators go through burnout um, mm-hmm. by making the same piece of content for, for, for so long or a type of content that always looks the same and, you know, yeah, you're yeah. sitting, you're sitting down in the same chair, you're doing the same yep. thing. And it's like, okay, maybe this is getting a little stale. Um, mm-hmm. And then you start just basing it off the numbers, which mm-hmm. is, it's really, really tough. And I think it's anything, so I, hard to resist that. Yeah. You see a video that goes viral and you think, I just got to do more of that. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, TikTok's algorithm is just not not worth it. <laughs> you can't you can't sit there. And I've yeah, yeah. I've tried, and yeah. but the thing is, is that things 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 change, and it doesn't it doesn't always mean that you have to change your content fully, but you, it means you can approach it a different way. So maybe the stitches is like maybe once a week, you know, mm-hmm. just throw that in there, and then that could give that little boost on one video and then it can impact mm-hmm. more and more ideas but mm-hmm. i think you're doing a good job of really taking mm-hmm. these complex ideas and mm-hmm. breaking them down like i mm-hmm. have, have you ever watched the office You've yeah yeah i love office. it yeah i love the office okay yeah. when michael is like um okay uh explain this to me like i'm eight you know <laughs> yeah I, yeah Every time I, I go in and get my taxes done, I go in to go to the bank and we're talking investments, whatever. I sit down and I'm like, tell me like it's stupid. Like, mm-hmm. t- like talk to me like I absolutely know nothing because I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I think it, it really helps people without judging them. Mm-hmm. It's not you saying, okay, here's a smart video and then here's mm-hmm. a dumb video. Mm-hmm. For the for the smart people, you can go watch that video. Watch the extensor, mm-hmm. you know. Watch yeah, yeah. But for everyone who doesn't understand, watch this. But you're kind of fusing them both together, and I think it just creates this like happy world where everyone can belong. If if yeah. that makes sense at all. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it, man. Thank you. Yeah. So I you're doing a really so. good job. Don't. don't <laughs> Thanks, worry. man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I feel it. I think it's uh yeah it's a, it's a strange world. I mean, how have you kind of thought that? Because I've seen you've been doing these amazing. I actually teared up at a couple of them where you, you've been doing them with your girlfriend, like reading poems with your girlfriend. And it just like, I saw them like take off because there's just like this, this tender part of Joey that we haven't seen, you know, like, yeah. and, and just getting to include her in that, that was really cool. And then you yeah. put on these cool lights behind you now, you've been switching. Like, how have you seen your stuff kind of mold and change over the past year? Honestly, I, well, I moved, so I needed, and I moved to the basement and then that's where all like my office is. So I needed lights. Um, and I really like the warm light, but it just doesn't work down there. And so I bought like these two Philips Hue lights and now I'm like a little Philips yep, Hue boy. And I have like, <laughs> cool. my phone is like, boom, I can change whatever. So I have like awesome. different colors yeah. for different yeah. feelings. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting down to give some advice, I'd like a nice warm light. But if I'm sitting down to do like the In My Feelings videos to get re- people really, really sad, mm-hmm. um, I use what I think is blue, but apparently it's purple. I'm colorblind, mm-hmm. so I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, purple oh dude you've been using yeah. purple this whole time anyways okay whatever <laughs> like in my app it's like blue in my feelings like it says yeah. it. that's so, so funny yeah. um so i, I kind of just set it up like that and i try not to think too much of it and i saw this video actually yesterday and i forget the creator i just followed him and he was just like walking and he's like creative people don't save your idea for tomorrow mm-hmm. create the content now post it now we live in this world of like immediacy and your idea can't wait because if you're a creative person you're going to have another idea tomorrow and you're going to say okay wait i need to wait and post this the next day i'm going to wait and do this the next day and then but the next day you're gonna have an idea and then the next day you're gonna have an idea and then all of these are going to pile up and you're not going to feel worth it enough to put out your ideas Mm. because it's just going to be okay why do i have all these things Mm. you know i didn't do any of them And so I think, it, especially nowadays, it's less about the quality and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more about like the courage of posting it. And mm-hmm. it's talking about like deep talk it, topics. Like it may seem like it's like, I, I struggle a lot with people thinking like I'm the sad dude, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
the amount of people that are tuning in and it's the amount of people that it's kind of helping mm -hmm. makes it all worth it. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. who I, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people think about me online. Like I can take a break from that. I can just turn off my phone. That's like the mm -hmm. power right there. Like if whatever you think about me, mm -hmm. I go click, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you later. And I'm going to go and I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go bike ride. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially with the pandemic, like a lot of people are just glued to our phones mm -hmm. and feel like how many times do we check our phone when it doesn't even buzz? Mm -hmm. It's insane. You can, it yeah. just rubs against your leg in the wrong way and it feels like a buzz and you check that mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. So to be able to, to have the power and turn it off is yeah, Thanos, that's Thanos snap, man. Yeah, I, I have to put the phone on the other side of my house because it's like, if it's there, I, I just have this instinctual, like it's in my nervous system that I have to grab it and check it and, and do things like, yeah, like I have to, I have to actually make it super inconvenient for me to access it, <laughs> like, especially in between sessions when I'm doing counseling is like, when I'm counseling people, I'll do like eight sessions in a row. And so that's like eight, eight solid hours of just kind of like, you know, entering into different universes of people's suffering and, and the most complicated things that they have. And then, <clears throat> but like, I have to stay in that mindset, but there's, there's almost just like, I want to come up for air a little bit with like TikTok or something in between sessions and like check something and just kind of like have a little bit of laugh and then yeah. dive back in. But then I find that that's actually more distracting. It's like, um, because then I'll be going in pretty like chipper and it's, and it's kind of awkward when you're going into a session real chipper and like in a great mood. And then they like, yeah, so like my daughter died, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, so the, you have to go in really centered. You have to go in really grounded, almost in this yeah. neutral space of like, like I'm here to celebrate whatever happened in the week, or I'm here to mourn whatever happened in the week. I'm here to talk about complicated things. I'm here to hang out on the surface, like whatever you need this week. Like I'm here for you. Um, yeah. And I just found that like social media was distracting for whatever reason. And so like, you're in the like, middle of the session, and you just, hey, you want to see a funny TikTok? Like, I just <laughs> watch it. Yeah. 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 I was about to ask you how you kind of recharge after a session. Yeah. That's a good question. I am. Um, I have a good group of friends that I've known since for like eight or nine years that I goof off with. And we like, mm -hmm. I don't know, we have a, a few um, restaurants in town right now that are like at 20% capacity. And so we'll all go like masked up and just like have a little bit of like a dinner party and like <laughs> just have, yeah. you know, enjoy the town as much as we can. And, um, or go on a walk or I have a fire pit out here that we hang out. And so community is how I recharge, you know? And yeah, like there's this, uh, there's also like, I think for the first while it felt like I had to kind of like have this like big kind of almost, um, loud, boisterous kind of party Matthias that balanced out the deep, like contemplative Matthias. And mm -hmm. felt like I had to balance between those, but I think lately I've actually been pressing more into things like mindfulness and, um, meditation and, uh, being able to calm my mind and not seeing that seeing that is actually opposed to the busyness and the and the disorder of people's lives that they come to therapy like another way to say that is like people come into therapy they have something in their life that's really disorganized that they want to control but they don't know how to control and so maybe the process is learning how to let go of control or to go about it in a way that's more efficacious right so it's like okay maybe we use a better strategy or maybe we learn how to let go and not be so self-critical about ourselves that we can't control this thing like it's that's pretty simplistic but generally yeah. that's that's kind of the idea I so, get the idea. so there's that but then so then then maybe instead of like the pendulum being really deep contemplative matthias and then kind of party matthias where i'm just like you know, telling big loud jokes and dancing around. Um, not that that's bad, but just the, there could be another kind of pendulum where I'm calm and I'm rested and I'm grounded and I'm not um, 
anxious and wrapped up in fixing and wrapped up in analyzing and wrapped up in mm -hmm. um, diagnosing that I can almost just be at peace and at calm. And, yeah. and that's actually, and that's away from my phone. That's away from the television. That's holding my daughter. That's with my wife. That's with a really intentionally good made meal and, and just this peace. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and I think that's what I'm trying to step into more is, is noticing that like, I can't, I, I think what was happening was my friends were like, oh, you became a therapist and then you stopped being deep and you stopped having rich conversations with us. And you just wanted to like joke and laugh and be lighthearted the whole time because <laughs> you're, you're in therapy world. And so you get your deep Matthias stuff out there. And so now you just want to use this just to party, but they have real issues too, that it's kind of yeah. nice having Matthias as a friend and, and being able to talk about stuff and, and yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that in a self-grandiose way. It just, just it, I, I should be present. Like if I have all these great therapy skills, I should be present for a friend. And, but I, but I felt like, oh no, like this can't be my deep time. This has to be my play time. Yeah. And, okay. And by realizing that was actually creating some distance in my friendships because they were like, oh, you just, every time I hang out with you, you just want to like be loud and laugh and kind of make a scene. And um, so I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense. It's kind of rambling. No, trying, I, trying to round out that recharge. I completely relate to that. Um, I have this group of friends from high school and there's like 40 of us we're very very lucky that so many of us are still friends and stuff right mm -hmm. and for the longest time it's only about until maybe this year last year and i'm still working on it but i wouldn't feel good enough to be at the events that nothing's really happening so mm -hmm. if there's a party i'll go and it wasn't like i'm not a big drinker like it's not about going mm -hmm. and raging and getting drunk like it's not that at all <clears throat> But it's it's just about going and, and something's happening. It's it's mm -hmm. out of this out of the world that I'm normally living, mm -hmm. and I would always say no to every single time that they had a small gathering, mm -hmm. because for some reason I, f I felt like okay this this isn't no I totally as, me. Yep. as separate from what I need right, and it's just it's just coming across me now that I'm I think the pandemic has really made me realize it that. You know, I can sit here and I can scroll through TikTok and take my breaks from making stuff and writing as long as I want. But that's just mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just making it longer until I mm -hmm. actually fill this void. Um, and I'm missing the community. Like, if anything, mm -hmm. this pandemic has made me more socially anxious. And mm -hmm. I grew up very, very, very socially anxious. Um, mm -hmm. And then I worked on it with, with YouTube and talking to the camera and vlogging and all this stuff and writing and just mm -hmm. talking to more people um, yeah. and this pandemic, man, I'll go into a store and maybe it's because we haven't been in stores a lot, but I'll go into a store and like somebody comes up to me to talk to me and I'm like wide eyed and I'm like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. what? And I'm praying that my girlfriend hears it so that she can answer the question. Like, even if it's just like a, Hey, do you need anything today? I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just like try to go at, at it. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. It's so weird, but yeah. um, it's definitely something to yeah. work on. Dude, I feel that so closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think a lot so of people weird. do. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, yeah, the pandemic has pushed a lot of people into just kind of being by themselves. And for some people, that's been refreshing. And like, um, I don't know, like many of like my clients who are maybe like on the autism spectrum or people who have like social anxiety or people who, um, I don't know, really, really struggle with school. Like this pandemic's been awesome. Like, they're just like, great, like, I can just be home and do my thing. And like, I don't know, hang out with my dog. 
like yeah. perfect <laughs> you know like yeah. and then some people like i'm really extroverted so it's been really challenging for me and, and i think with a lot of people that used kind of the noise to cover up what was going on in their hearts like it's like the world kind of turned down the volume and everything got really loud in a different way see for me it was the best thing that mm -hmm. never happened in my life um mm -hmm. i'm i'm more slowed down the world for me it was like yeah. for once i felt like i was like catching up and i'm almost ahead of everybody like i, I felt mm -hmm. like i was like living life um and so that was the positive but the negative mm -hmm. or maybe not negative but the thing that i didn't realize was the social anxiety mm -hmm. uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I built up this i built up this joey that was able to switch on when when i i needed him and mm -hmm. he hasn't much had much practice lately so mm -hmm. he's a little rusty when he goes out and, mm -hmm. you know, talking to people and just even, even social skills, like talk, like mm -hmm. looking at somebody's eyes and actually mm -hmm. listening to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the, yeah. I'm so used to listening to somebody through a screen that I can swipe. Right. Mm -hmm. I can end, I can end mm -hmm. that call in a button, but mm -hmm. this actual conversation, I can't just walk away. <laughs> Be yeah. And on top of that, there's, there's actually, so I've studied, um, someone named John Ekman was, was a uh, psychologist who studied the, kind of the facial expressions and was trying to kind of put together like, okay, are there emotional expressions and specifically body language even that is like cross-cultural that, you know, like a smile universally means happy. Like, is that the case? Oh, yeah. So he studied yeah. all that. And so he, he would actually break down the different muscles in the face and what different kind of like facial structures meant across oh, cultural. Fascinating stuff. It's kind of dry, like if you're, if you're not super into it, but I'm into it. But like, yeah. um, anyway, there's like, there's like 20 times more information in the mouth than there is in the eyes. And because you have so many more muscles in your mouth than you do with your eyes. Like think about right. it. Oh yeah. They were saying it takes more muscles to smile than it does to brown or something. Uh, yeah. I always, well, I always hear that. You have so much more emotion you're, that you express with your mouth than you do with your eyes. Cause you have far more, you have way more muscle groups around your huh. mouth and jaw than you do around your eyes and forehead. And so with the masks, like uh -huh. I, I was just like, Oh, like, my information that I can gather from somebody just went down by like 70%. And I found that too, but I like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, and I it's felt like because... I could hide too. That, that goes the other oh. way. I feel like I can hide socially. But I was so thinking. at first when I put the mask on, I was like, Oh my God, this is awful. Like I hate this so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. like I can't normally, I make a lot of, I can move my face a lot. Like I was just yeah. saying, I, like my move, my mouth can move anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now when I'm talking to people, normally they can get away with like just making a face and people can read that. But now I have to actually say words. And I'm like, this is a, talking is a lot harder than what it used to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But people are always saying like, oh my God, your eyes tell so much. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting because I think a lot of people think that eyes say more than the mouth. But this, mm -hmm. this is saying the opposite. Well, I mean, and I think though that we connect and we build rapport through looking at eyes. So for example, like, eye contact is also just like a signal that you feel safe with somebody. Like if you're terrified of someone, you're not making eye contact. Right. And, and so there's, there's a vulnerability in, in holding eye contact for a long amount of time. It's, it's saying that like, I trust you because mm -hmm. immediately our boundaries are thrown up. And so I think that's where it feels like it's the most visceral maybe. Um, but as far as just the variety of information that you can gather, actually the mouth is more, is more telling. Um, maybe from like a psychoanalytic point of view, at least. Yeah. Oh man, I love that stuff. I love that stuff. And even before reading about it, um, 
and just people's mannerisms and mm-hmm. and I like how you can tell somebody's listening to you by if they're like mm-hmm. mimicking your movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like when I when I was dating and I would I would like reach down to touch my boot to fix my sock. Yeah. When they were talking and I would watch them do the same and I knew exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I was like, okay, they're pay- they they're paying attention to me or when, when I was talking yeah. Because yeah, I was I was yeah. trying to see like okay is this person is this person into me you know mm-hmm. and I would I would do all of I would do little things and every mm-hmm. single time I touch my face I touch your face that's the biggest one every single mm-hmm. time even in COVID mm-hmm. it happens I yeah. touch my girlfriend all the time I go like this with yeah. my hair and then she's yeah. in the car like doing this for like five more minutes <laughs> that's so funny yeah well we're just so like we're so connected to other people around us we we are these I don't know there's this uh how do I talk about something really complex in a simple way? In a lot of ways, we're kind of like bees in that we're like these hive creatures or like, like packs of ants that we actually move together as an organism. Like we, we think we're these individual, like just monkeys of unique individuality, but we're actually a part of these systems that move and ebb and flow without us even really realizing it. And we're building things and doing things and, and cooperating with people, even in ways that we couldn't really even describe and talk about. We're, there's a fascinating whole world of psychology about that. It's, it's pretty strange. It's amazing how many people are so alone when we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. And awesome. it yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's, I've always been really interested in how people feel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's really sad. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's really, really interesting. I, I love, you know, I love people's like emotions after a breakup. I love hearing the, the, their stages. I love hearing their anger in their voice. I love, I, I just love how people have so many feelings and different ways to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think the most interesting thing is that they, they don't understand that other people are going through this. Like there's other people who have yeah. gone through a breakup before. Yeah. exactly like yours like there's mm-hmm. it's i don't i don't know the stat behind it but i mean how many people do we have in this world like nine billion there's got to be mm-hmm. one other person who dated another guy named johnny that cheated <laughs> on her too like it's got to be the same exact story yeah, yeah different people but you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's it's really amazing and for us to be able to connect with people like that even on tiktok or on instagram reels and mm-hmm. stuff like it's I'm 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 glad we found the people because a lot of people don't understand that it also helps mm-hmm. us as as the people who are creating the content. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's well said. Did, I want to hear more about this uh, poetry book that you're writing. Like, what was kind of the inspiration? Do you have a theme behind it, or is it just like spread out over a lot of different topics? What are you doing? It's kind of a lot of different topics. Um, it's titled "Dreaming with My Eyes Wide Open," mm-hmm. and I went with that because I'm not a big dreamer. I know I dream it at night, uh, but I don't remember it. I dream, I daydream all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm, I'm, I have to fall asleep, but I'll be walking outside and I'll just start a conversation mm-hmm. with, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good idea. Let's just talk it out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that, I don't know where it came from. I don't know who's listening to me. I don't know what's talking to me in my head, man. But mm-hmm. I, have, I, have, I have those little daydreams every now and then. So I decided that's like the title and I was so happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of, in my first book I wrote, of, I called them all installments. So some were chapters, some were longer, long forms of written uh, content. Some were just illustrations, some were one line, some were poetry. It was a bit of everything. And mm-hmm. people really resonated with a lot of the poetry. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, uh, let's let's see what we got here. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I I have these thoughts that don't fit a full body of work. Like mm-hmm. I can't sit down and write five paragraphs, eight paragraphs on this one thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. all you need is three lines. Sometimes mm-hmm. all you need is three words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really really cool. And I like I actually have all these poetry books like right here because I'm working on like the design of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And the amazing thing is that I grew up, I did not like reading. Like, I'm really trying to read now. Um, and I, a couple of friends sent over the book. So I'm excited. When you write yours, I'm excited to read it. Uh, I will. Yeah. I'm going to work I'm gonna work <laughs> out my power and my strength to be able to read just to read yours. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think it's like 15 pages, so it won't be so bad. The ebook is, is pretty short. But even though, like, when you write the full book, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. But um, I just grew up and I, I grew up with ADHD and I was somebody who couldn't, couldn't sit still, especially when I was learning about something I didn't care about. I was like, why? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, poetry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poetry is just so, so different. Mm-hmm. It's not, I find when you're reading a novel, um, the story is told. The story is written for you. It's already made out. You just have to read it. And I have the hardest time relating to a lot of them. But I find with poetry, I'm able to create the story. Mm-hmm. They kind of just give out the framework and I'm able to create the story. So anybody can read it. And I don't, I don't feel discouraged. I don't feel stupid because mm-hmm. I can't sit down and read this 10-page chapter. But really, it's just this one-page one page installment. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I understood every single part of that. It just made sense to me. And I think it's amazing. And I think people, when people discourage others for like not reading, like you haven't read the Harry Potter series, like what, what's wrong with you? And it's like, yeah, there's a movie. <laughs> you yeah, I haven't read them either. <laughs> and I, I'm sure they're amazing. I'm sure they're amazing books. Yeah. But uh, for for me, it's 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 poetry reading that just gets me. It just gets me thinking mm-hmm. in different in different mm-hmm. ways, man. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm gonna snag it. I'm gonna, I, out there. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you one. Don't worry. It, I, I'm gonna be so. I'm already so happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's still the. It's still in the thought of like, okay, am I done this? Because mm-hmm. also with, I'm writing two books right now. So I'm writing mm-hmm. the second part of my first <laughs> book, where mm-hmm. it's more. It's it's installments and it's it's paragraph writing and. I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna write this about this topic, and then I switch over to the poetry book and I'm like, okay, those three lines. Wait, is that enough? Mm. <laughs> Do I need to write more with this? So I'm like kind of mm. in between. So who knows? But I think it's done. It's a I I, I said, yeah. okay, I'm gonna write this many poems for this book. And so I hit that today. So it should be done. Mm. Awesome. I'm excited yeah. for you, man. And it's so hard to feel like you can put your stamp of approval like it's finished. Yeah. Because you can always look at ways that can be different and you, you always I don't know, because time just moves on and you're always learning and so there's always things that you feel like you could phrase differently. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the hardest, that was the easiest part, writing. Now yeah. it's the yeah. hardest part. When you release a book, now you got to work with the publishing. And I don't have, I'm self-published. So mm-hmm. I just get it printed and I sell it out of my basement. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so the, hard, yeah. the hard part is getting people to buy it, unfortunately, yeah. um, to actually uh, make, the, make the writing all worth it. But mm-hmm. Well, everyone who is watching that follows me, make sure to grab Joey's book because it's Joey is someone who just knows how to put into words really meaningful and deep things that aren't just like, oh, I always felt that way, but but really bring healing and really bring a sense of like, oh, okay, there's a way that I could have looked at that that 
that actually makes me feel okay. So that's, yeah. that's Thanks, really man. stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm excited man. for you, man. Oh, I'm pumped too. Oh man. It's like when it all comes together, you know, mm-hmm. and these, these, these long projects, like, I don't think when you look at a poetry book, there's mm-hmm. on one page, it could be three words. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this probably took like two seconds to write, but you have to go through the experiences. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it feels like a weight off the shoulders, but now there's a weight of like getting it out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And I'm excited. Dude, I'm good. excited for all your stuff too. Thank like, you. Thank you. And I think a lot of people here are very excited. Um, yeah. People are asking you to save the live. <laughs> save the live? Yes, I will. Yeah. Does it cut us off at an hour? I don't know how lives work. That happened to me recently. I don't know, but I do have to go at an hour. So right. So we'll wrap this up. Do you want to say hi to a few people in the comments before we go? Sure. And there's a lot yeah, of people we... from India that say hi. Yeah, recently a lot of my reels have, have made it out there. And it's it's really cool, man. That's cool. How... Yeah, reels are taken off. And I feel like I get more action on Instagram reels now than I do on TikTok. Yeah, it's quieter, though, if that makes sense. Yeah, TikTok no, is very I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, hi, everybody. Yeah, hi, everybody. Julia said, please make a podcast together. And we did. We we did a podcast together on your podcast. I think we got to do another one. Yeah, we're going to have to do so. another one for sure. Absolutely. Man, everyone's so kind in the comments. Yep, I'll save the live. Yeah, usually there's a, there's a few people who are just like, hey, solve my problem now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you get over a breakup? And you're like, I, yeah. that's a long, there's a long answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Well, dude, Joe, thanks so much for talking. I'm happy oh, to like I said, talk to you like every I said time. in that text, man. Exactly. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I always feel so fulfilled after a conversation. And a lot of people have, like, questions about that, about friendships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we've mm-hmm. never met each other. We've only talked mm-hmm. a handful of times. Yep. Yeah, but right. it's about actually feeling good afterwards. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't think about that with friendships. They think about it with, like, food and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the same thing. Like, are you excited to to talk to your friend are you are you happy after you left are you excited to mm-hmm. like talk to them again like all this stuff applies to like life not just yeah. food you know not just fit yeah. influencers <laughs> <laughs> well but, people yeah. that enrich you people that don't just deplete you but people that actually depart something and and fill you yeah. up that's it's hard to find it's hard to find yeah, especially with especially with empaths empaths too man like i've been reading yeah. a lot about empathy and like wow i really think a lot mm-hmm. to it it's really really cool yeah. it's really interesting but yeah Dude. Have a great Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's his birthday today, so oh, good. Bringing up, I'm, I'm bringing him some local coffee, actually. So I, good. good. Yeah. Bring him that coffee. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> Italian, so he's probably going to be like, get out of here. This is dirty <laughs> water. But <laughs> That's so funny. Whatever. Yeah. Well, until next time, Joey. All right. Later. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks. Bye. Okay.